You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Let's go to the hotline and welcome to the show uh, from the fourth season of My Grandmother's Ravioli. This is Mo Rocca. Mo, how are you, sir? I'm Mike, I'm well. How are you doing? If you were going to kill yourself, Mo, how would you do it? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. You know, it's, I, I just, I, I'm also on CBS Sunday morning, and I was just window washing at a skyscraper, um, one of the skyscrapers at the World Trade Center, and people were kind of shocked that I, um, that I did that. And I'm not pretending to be fearless. I just, I think you're either afraid of heights or you aren't. And I was window washing on the 58th floor, um, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I was like, don't tell me you think after being on the 58th floor that taking a tumble out the side would be the right way. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't. I, I don't. I, it's, it, it's something I haven't given a lot of thought to. But Good. I promise you, I'll think about it and tweet it out. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. By the way, you and I had a, um, uh, uh, quite the Twitter discussion one night from the same room. It was a couple of years ago. We were at the baseball uh, sports writers uh, uh, dinner in New York City, and uh, it was it was the first time I was ever tweeting at a guy who was only sitting three tables away from me that didn't know who I was. And then we were united later on in the night. That's right. We had a friendly, it was a friendly Twitter discussion. Yes, yeah, yeah. But we were going back and forth. And I was like, this is great because I see him, but he doesn't see me. Right. It was a proper uh, stalking channel. Uh, well, real quick, going back, back to um, the window washing. When you're up there, is that as secure as you, as you hope it is? You know... Well, let me say this. It's <laughs> uh, not good so far. I can tell you that. The, the gondola, the, the scaffold, the basket, whatever you want to call it, um, is, is held by a crane that's on the top of these buildings. I never had really thought about this. Right. So when you go out the first time, when you go out over the edge, that's when even the most experienced window washers are the best ones say that in the beginning they got what's called chicken legs, where your leg – and really what happens is um, – there's no other way to put this, but you feel as if your balls come up into your throat. Right, like, like, <laughs> right. like a roller coaster. When you're going, yeah. And uh, um, I have, a, honestly, probably a really undue faith in technology, which is ridiculous considering all the hacking and all the other stuff that goes on uh, these days. And uh, um, But I, I felt secure. Um, there was a horrible, horrible case a few years ago that you may have read about, two brothers from Ecuador, and they were on the 47th floor, and they fell 47 stories. Oh. And the company's fault, the company had um, not secured the line at the top, or something had gone wrong, but it certainly wasn't these guys. These guys did everything they were supposed to do. And the tragic thing is that one of them died because he understandably freaked out and jumped off and hit a fence, and his body split in two. Oh. The other one lived because he remembered he had the presence of mind to remember what you're supposed to do which is when you're in a free fall you get down on your belly spread out on your belly um uh, uh, on the bottom of the basket of the window washing basket and ride it down like a surfboard and remember 
to keep your mouth open because if you close your mouth and you're dropping at that speed, your heart will pop. Oh. Open. And he and, and wrote it down. And when they ran, when other workers ran, when the, the crash happened, they found him and he was sitting up. Now he had had a lot of internal organ damage, but he lived. And now he lives with his family in, in uh, I think in Albuquerque or it's in Phoenix, I can't remember, in a big mid southwestern city. Uh, and he's never ever been able to speak about what happened to his brother. Mm. He lived a life there, and I hope he, I hope that company had to pay him fifty million dollars. Oh, more. sure. I mean, you go, to go out there and put yourself in that danger every day and assume that they did what they were supposed right. to do. That's that's incredible. We're talking to uh, Mo Rocca. You've seen Mo on a bunch of things and CBS on Sunday morning on The Daily Show. And he's got a show going into its fourth season called My Grandmother's Ravioli, which I have seen. Where does the idea come from to get this? Did you not have enough time with your own grandparents? Yeah, guilt, which, dry, which, is, which guilt can be very productive. So I, I had this amazing grandmother. I was close to her. I spent a lot of time with her. She was a, 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 a total badass. She worked at a, a D.C. department store until she was 87 full-time, but she would still on Sundays make these big Sunday meals for us. And I never learned how to cook from her. I got to my early 40s. I didn't know how to cook, and I thought, this is pathetic. Um, you know, if my grandmother were around, I'd learn from her, but she'd also be 110, so she's not around. Right. Uh, so I thought I'd, I'd do the next best thing, which is learn from everybody else's grandparents. Uh, so I go around the country learning how to cook from them in their kitchens, uh, but it's really, and I knew that this was the, going into it, it's really more about kind of just cooking with them, but hearing their life story and their values and just kind of having fun with them. So, you know, some episodes are, are, are hopefully almost all funny. Other episodes are kind of, you know, what we think kind of stirring because they'll, you know, a Japanese American grandpa will tell you, tell me about being in an internment camp when he was a kid and, you know, during World War II, but then going on to a 30 year career in the Air Force to sort of prove. To really, to really make a point, basically. And, uh, um, and this season, we went to Oklahoma. I went to Texas. I went cooking with this grand. I went hunting with a grandmother and grandfather in Texas, and we shot a raccoon and ate that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that's what they did. How is raccoon? Is it uh, delicious? You know, it, it's, I can eat any, anything, but I will say this. This is the only time that I put some, This is going to sound like a setup to a dirty joke, but bear with me. Like, uh, uh, it's the only time I put something in my mouth and just kind of went and, and and started gagging. Not because of the taste, but because of the thought. Because I don't think that raccoons are cute. I think I know that some of them are animated, and I know that a raccoon did not kill Old Yeller. But I'm, I, although I always misremember and I think of a foaming at the mouth raccoon, even right. the rat wolf. Um, but I think of them as vicious and dirty. But the actual taste is fine. If you didn't know it was raccoon, you'd say, "Oh, this is," you know. Uh, maybe a little bit gamey, but but pretty good. I'd be like, your this is your meat's rotten. Something happened yeah. your meat. I I grew up fortunately with uh, my great grandparents. I'm 43 years old now, and my great grandparents were alive uh, through my high school years. My grandfather died when I was a sophomore. Oh. Yeah, and I I lucked out because I did learn how to cook from watching them. And now my grandmother is in her 80s, and I'm still very close with her. And we put her on the air every once in a while. Because there's a there's a just a view that those people have sometimes that is just so innocent. It's like kind of like talking to a child. And there hasn't been a time that I put my grandmother on the air here 
where I've got not gotten 50 emails from people that say, I lost my grandmother. I'm so happy to hear your grandmother. I feel like, you know, she, you want, I miss having, like, I feel like I didn't take advantage of uh, the opportunity that I had with my great-grandfather because the things that I could talk to him now as an adult, I was too dumb as a kid to see. So I, I really appreciate the show. And and the opera, you I'm the average person can't just show up at old people's house and say, "Hey, let's make some food right, together." Yeah. So to be able to watch you do it, I think is great. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, everything you say is true. The thing that I found is um is that grandparents, at least the ones on that come on this show, are not worried about what other people think of them. I think they've come to a place in their lives where they don't care what other people think, so they say what's on their mind and. Boy, I I I want to be that person. You know, you know what I mean. I, yeah. I really mean that. Like, I think we all aspire to get to that place where we don't care yeah. what what you know what what people who aren't extremely close to us think. And uh, and 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 that's what's so refreshing. So I have grandparents say things that, and we, my producing partner and I, like from the beginning, were adamant with the network that you know we not make them into cute little cuddly kind of plush toys. Right. Sometimes they'll say things that are like, well, you're not supposed to say that. That's politically incorrect. But it's oftentimes really true, too. Yeah, and they don't, and they don't care. The, the funny thing that I find, though, is uh, that I've known my grandparents to be racist over the years. Not, not uh, so angry about it, but, and I've known them definitely to be homophobic. But now I call, I found out my grandfather voted for Obama twice, which I never thought in a million years would happen. And my grandmother, when we asked her about uh, Bruce Jenner, my grandmother gave me the, ah, whatever, do what you want to do thing. And that right. only comes from years of living and experience. Because it's definitely different from when they were when I was a kid. When I was, I was, last week I was cooking in Iowa with a grandmother named Guelda Barker in a tiny little town. The sweetest lady ever. And she, by coincidence, had, I, you know, Bruce Jenner, there's so much people don't know about the former Bruce Jenner. And, uh, and he, I guess, when he was Bruce Jenner, was a... Uh, um, Taught at some, I think Christian college in Iowa or something, and while while basically because he had those all those jobs to sort of support the, kind of the, the training before right. he went to the Olympics. In any case, I asked this woman, and you know, and 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 what she thought of him turning into Caitlyn Jenner, and she put her hands to her heart, and then she said. And she kind of welled up, and she said, "If it's what's in his heart, that's what he has to do." Mm -hmm. So you're right, like. Uh, getting to a place where you realize, wait, this other stuff doesn't really matter. Right? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, and, and old old people have that best point of view because they know any day is their day and they know being happy and being at peace is what's the most important thing. The The show is called My Grandmother's Ravioli. It is with Mo Rocca. You can see it. Uh, the series premieres tonight at 8 o'clock on the Cooking Channel at Season 4. Good luck with Season 4. I enjoy what you do and uh, I look forward to checking out the show. Excellent. Well, great being with you. I really thank you. Thank you, Mo. Take it easy. There you go. Hey, he's a good dude.